Fantastic. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, so I wanted, I was uh, scrolling through The Onion, as I do, and I wanted to share this gem that I just happened upon. Are you ready? This isn't your comic, is it? No. No, this is just a headline from The Onion. Doesn't The Onion post some comics or something? They might have like a small political cartoon thing on the side, but it's mo- like it's like articles mostly. Okay, just hit me with it. Okay. Guy who's bad at grammar orders his steak medium good. Oh, that just makes me sad. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> Yeah, it is funny, but also makes me kind of sad. My sister and I, my little sister and I, were going through many Thanksgiving-themed ones uh, <laughs> over break. Man pissed after becoming trapped in Macy's Day Parade while out walking giant Pikachu balloon. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely thought that was going to be a play on words of the word pissed, nope. but it wasn't. This one is not Thanksgiving related, but I also thought that it was really funny. Woman amazed she found perfect partner just when she was getting desperate enough to accept anything. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought I'd find the most perfect guy for me at the, almost the same instance I lowered my standards to, standards to a level I'd once have found unthinkable. <laughs> that one's too real, though. <laughs> I know, it's funny. <laughs> That's uh, the onion. Uh, the onion just doesn't care. Like they can do whatever they want. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. They just they they have that rapport now, and it's just so they're always so on point. It makes me laugh. Yeah. Do you have any Thanksgiving themed comic? No. Okay. Good. Me either. Uh, brief brief summary of your Thanksgiving. How'd it go? Went well. I feel very adult now. Yeah? I, air quotes, hosted my first uh, family Thanksgiving this year. So it was a success. And by success, I mean everyone showed up. There was food that was successfully prepared. And we ate it and it was delicious. Not much else more to uh, accomplish. A lot of people don't manage that much. I know. I felt pretty proud. <laughs> good. How about you? It was good. It was nice to be home. It was nice to kind of have a Thanksgiving environment to have Thanksgiving in. That's what mm-hmm. I'm least looking forward to is the first year where, for some reason, I'm unable to fly home for something like Thanksgiving or Christmas. Mm-hmm. And or someone suggests that I host it and we somehow make that <laughs> happen. Because I don't want that. Like, I grew up having, you know, cold Thanksgivings, and we did, my sisters and I did the turkey trot in Minneapolis, Mm -hmm. uh, which we're probably not going to do anymore, because each year we've signed up to do it, and then we're kind of, kind of thrilled for it for a little bit, and then the day before, up through it happening, we hate it. Uh, Mm -hmm. So it probably won't happen again, but we'll see if we convince ourselves (laughs) otherwise in a year. Uh, Yeah. But still, so I'm used to kind of that sort of environment and same for christmas and i it was nice coming back here and after getting a bit of a cold after running the turkey trot and just kind of feeling not that great over the weekend and then coming back here and it was 75 degrees still <laughs> mm-hmm. uh 
But as far as the actual doing the holiday stuff, like we set up all of our Christmas stuff and baked cookies and all that, it was very nice to be able to do that, even if I don't get to reap the benefits over the next month. Yeah. So, yeah. But it was good. I had a good time. Funsies. Yeah. Uh, so I neglected to do my research. So I'm going to do it right now obnoxiously uh, as to who goes first. <laughs> I thought... Uh, you go first. Oh, wait, what? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I went first I last time with first. Garfield and men's fashion. Okay. And then you talked about how you're worried that everybody in Illinois is just kind of generally annoyed with you. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was one of my favorite descriptions to write. That was a really fun episode to describe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I haven't read the episode description of that. Right. So I'm well, do do that you quick. ever read the episode descriptions? I did in the first couple, and then I stopped. Okay, well, I said the your part was... Uh, Just let mean, me look it up, let me look it up. Well, I don't want to read it out loud, though, because I like reading. Okay, let me read it while you're reading it. Meanwhile, Grant bravely exposes his worries that the entire state of Illinois is rather annoyed by his general existence. Yeah. Yeah. That seems pretty accurate to how I followed last week. Mm Mm-hmm. I've had a a couple moderately positive interactions with strangers this week, but... We have to hope that it gets better the more that people get into sort of holiday spirit... And then yeah. you'll really see how people actually are come spring when it's kind of gross and everybody's everybody's in a bad mood when it comes to late March in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Nobody's happy at that time in their lives. <laughs> people seem moderately unhappy at the moment because last night we had like we had a blizzard warning for the whole evening mm-hmm. and some people didn't make it to work this morning. So I see. I narrowly escaped then. Yeah, I also learned that. People in Illinois plus snow is very different than people in Minnesota plus snow. <laughs> um, they have they have different driving strategies in the snow. Yeah, I can believe it. But most most places outside of the northern part of because this is the thing when you're from Minnesota. First of all, when you start hearing the phrase "the Midwest," people aren't actually referring to you unless you're in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. That was that was a weird realization in high school was, A, why are we called the Midwest at all? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't make sense for us geographically. And when people say the Midwest, they mean, like, Illinois, Indiana, and Ohio. And, like, I guess Michigan sometimes. But mm-hmm. they're definitely not including, like, the Dakotas. Yeah. So if you take the parts of the Midwest that people don't actually care about, those are the parts that are good at winter driving. <laughs> <laughs> That's where yep. I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Uh, yeah, well, based I, on I, my wealth of experience. That's right. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to not needing to deal with that, except for the week that I'm home around Christmas. Yeah, it'll be it'll be good to not have to deal with such such problems. I honestly don't mind it. It's just kind of. All the other people around me that bothers me. Well, yeah, exactly. So. I, I love driving in the winter because I'm a good winter driver. I, I take yeah. a lot of pride in never having gotten stuck or really having problems despite only having driven Honda Accords that have just like front-wheel <laughs> drive. 
Yeah. Uh, but I've always managed to make it work and never really had many problems. Uh, mm-hmm. but it's, yeah, it's, it's the everybody else. And it's also sort of just the wear and tear on the car. Yeah. Does That's do the that. biggest thing is like, I know that my car will probably last probably on average five years longer just because it doesn't have to deal with Minnesota winters and the salt and everything mm-hmm. else that goes along with it. Yeah. All the crap that just destroys a car. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's get we going. We should get rolling. Yeah. Okay. Grant's comic is Stone Soup by Jan Elliott, a classic. And we have, I never know, I've read this comic a lot, and I still have no idea who any of the characters are. So, luckily there's only one character, and it's, I guess, oh, I guess she's probably talking to herself. This red-headed woman <laughs> with a glass of wine on the counter. She says, come on, Val, you're a grown woman. You're always complaining that you don't have enough time alone. Surely there's more you can do with a free evening than stand in the middle of the kitchen talking to yourself. Oh my god, I'm talking to myself. Are, are you trying to say that you feel like a 37-year-old woman a lot of the time, Grant, in this sort of a situation? No! You know oh. what I'm trying to say! No, I, that's actually... I I don't mean that specifically, but oh. I mean like... Like, not like you actually feel like a 37... You know, you know but that sort of... Uh, Despite the fact that you're a young, eligible bachelor, uh, <laughs> you find yourself in this sort of a situation. <laughs> Wait, okay, I just need. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm I don't like. To, okay. I don't like to pick out titles while we're recording, but "young eligible bachelor" is a pretty good one so far. <laughs> I know. The second you said it, I was like, A, I find it comical to be called that, because I don't know if I've ever be call- been called that to my face. You still and, haven't. Okay, whatever. <laughs> um, To my face via the internet. Yeah. And I also like had a twinge in the back of my mind. I'm just like, oh no, that's going to be the title of this episode, isn't it? <laughs> well, you have many opportunities still. <laughs> Time to turn up the stupid to overrule that title. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Um, Okay, so you you can explain why you chose this and what questions you have. Like, I know what you're getting at. I just wanted to phrase it in that way. Because there is a distinction between being, like, feeling like you just kind of alone and feeling like like an old person stuck alone sort of a thing. Yeah. You know? Well, one thing... I kind of wanted to start by just asking you if you ever talk to yourself and what you think about that, if mm. you do or if you don't. Not out loud, really. Uh, at least not that I can think of. Maybe I do without even realizing it, but I don't think I do. Every once in a while, I'll sort of have a little conversation in my head, uh, but I don't think that's particularly strange. Uh but yeah, I don't think I find myself talking out loud unless it's, you know, maybe in college when I was working on a hard problem, I'd say things out loud. But mm-hmm. that's different than talking to myself. Yeah. You know, so yeah, that's not really a thing. My dad does it, though. Every once in a while when I was younger, I'd get to go to work with my dad. 
and be afraid to go into his office because I thought he'd be on a call and I'd walk in and he was just talking to himself. <laughs> Maybe when I'm older, I'll get there. But so far, I've been able to avoid that. Mm-hmm. Do you, Grant? I think you're a, you're the sort of person who would talk to yourself. I'm trying to decide right now if I'm offended by that or not. Nothing to be offended by, just an observation. Um, I would say in general I don't talk to myself. Okay, yeah, I definitely do sometimes. Especially, like, <laughs> like, in the car you're not talking to yourself, you're talking to the other drivers who have the IQ of, like, I don't know, whose IQs are lower than their ages. We'll put it like that. So, but... In, but, but okay, so you're trying to make this distinction between talking to yourself at you as a person versus talking to people who aren't there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Which there is a distinction to be made there, I think. I know, I know. Yes, like yelling can help. It's it's a proven yeah. de-stressing mechanism or at least processing mechanism. Yeah. So, like I do stuff like that and I'm trying to think through the last, like, 24 hours of my life and if I've been alone and talked to myself very much. And I probably have a little bit, but not, like, talk to myself in full sentences. You know what I mean? Like, just little outbursts more of and kind of exclamations, I would say. Well, I think that, so this is the distinction I want to make. There's a big difference between an inner monologue and an inner dialogue. Yeah. Right? So I think we're both like, yeah, I'll say random things out loud, just like, yeah, it happens. Mm -hmm. But it's not like a conversation with myself. I'm monologuing, not dialoguing. (laughs) Yeah. I, that's an excellent way to put it, and I think that sums up what I would have tried to say okay i rarely have an inner dialogue okay yeah i yeah i don't i don't know i feel like i'm trying to think if that's like like if i would think that that was weird if i knew someone who like just said that they did that a lot held conversations with themselves out loud when they were alone Mm mm-hmm and it's hard, it's hard for me to gauge what I would think. I don't think that it would be, like, it's something that's believable. Like, if someone said, have a conversation with yourself, I could. Mm-hmm. I don't, but I could. So I don't know. Did you have any professors that did that in college? Like, absent-mindedly like it... sort of a thing? Like, Maybe. in the middle of class? I no, don't know exactly what just you mean. Like, like, I had professors who... Like, there was a study area at the school that I went to outside a number of the professor's offices, and most of them would leave their doors open to kind of mm. invite students to come to them if they had questions or anything. And so okay. one of them in particular, um, she, like, definitely talked to herself a lot. And she was a very brilliant person, and, like, it was just who she was. She just was one of those people who just talks to themselves. And... It was just kind of always a little bit funny because, like, I respected her a ton. And it isn't that I was, like, making fun of her or anything. But it was just, like, she's totally the type of person who would 
just have a little bit of an inner dialogue throughout the day. Okay. I mean, I can't say that I've had the same experience, if only because uh, any study areas were certainly not really by any professors, as far as Mm -hmm. I know. And especially in the math building, there was essentially an inner area to the building where like you'd had to like there was the main hallway that the classrooms are off then you'd have to go in like an inner circle sort of a thing which is where all the professor offices were uh Mm -hmm. so you and they were mostly on higher floors where there weren't even students a lot of the time so i can't say that i noticed anything at any point i know that the couple of professors that i did work directly with seemed to be a pretty sit down and work quietly sort of a thing Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's good to, like, it's good to be able to process stuff out loud for yourself. Like, there's a, definitely, like, a certain sort of clarity that helps with that. Like, for things like, you know, and this isn't the same thing, but, like, verbal processing, it slows you down. Like, that's mm-hmm. why people say, like, oh, yeah, if you want to effectively proofread certain things and proofread how, like, like the semantics of things, then you should always read your paper out loud, like fully vocally, like you're giving a speech, read the words on the page Mm -hmm. and see how it sounds. Because it's easy to catch little typos just scanning and looking through and like I'm very good at that. Uh, But the sort of broader view on a piece of writing, it's much more effective to just read it out loud and see what happens. Mm -hmm. It's funny you say that. Yeah. Because I caught... A great typo in an email that I was sending today to an <laughs> HR representative at my company. So yeah. it's not just for papers, everyone. It's also for emails, text messages, anything that's written text. Yeah. Well, and this is the sort of, uh, you know, people who get very worried about things like typos or even just kind of screwing something up in text and emails. I know certain people who are very adamant that anything of any small amount of importance and length will always be drafted in just some text document mm-hmm. and then once it's all prepared you copy and paste it into wherever you want to send it mm-hmm. or especially if you're sending a text like don't have the person that it's being sent to just chilling up in the to area until you're ready to send it yep which is not something i'm good at i know that that's a way to do things i've just never done it but i acknowledge its utility <laughs> Mm-hmm. I would say I do it about 50% of the time. Okay. Yeah. And I wish I did it more. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I've definitely uh, messed that up. Yeah. Is I think classic... I st- oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I think I started doing it because texting and because for me, it it can take me time to compose a quality text message to someone or to like thoroughly flush out what i'm trying to say to them and put it in a succinct text type manner mm-hmm. and so a couple of years ago i started often typing text messages in like a notes thing on my phone or something so that i didn't have them sitting there on the like three dots or whatever just yeah. going away for like five minutes while i'm trying to figure out what on earth to say to them and then i end up texting <laughs> them like four words yeah well, my uh, first bad run-in was early in high school. I pulled the classic uh, mental mm. slip of 
texting the person that you were talking about to someone else? (laughs) That was a good one. Yeah, I've done that one too. Yeah, it's fun. (laughs) Uh, Oof, rough Uh, memories. Yep. (laughs) Tenth grade was a good time. Let's scrub that one from the memory here. Uh, All right. (laughs) Shall we proceed? (laughs) Yeah, let's do that. Let's get away from these memories. That's right. (laughs) Repress, repress. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Repression is the name of the game. (laughs) Oh, my. Sorry. Okay. I'm going to be honest with what just happened. I opened up your comic and then I started scrolling down to see the bottom of it. And then I kept scrolling to see the first comment. Oh, I know. I just saw it too. <laughs> From Spock. Well, me when I get there, but I don't think so. It's a little long. I don't. Let's not get there. I don't yeah. want to. So Mark's comic for the week is Moderately Confused by Jeff Stoller. Did I say that right? I have no witty remarks for you this time. Good. I think you've had this one before, and I think I said Staler last time. Probably. So, okay. Um, So, the comic has two people, both who appear to be in an airport-type setting. One is a man dressed in a suit with a roller suitcase behind him, and another is a lady dressed in what is possibly a purple pantsuit it's kind of hard to tell because she's obscured behind him and they both appear to be running towards section a gates 5 through 36 as the woman is exclaiming if we make it there's a good chance we'll qualify for the boston marathon So, Mark, what's what's your reasoning behind cha- choosing, not changing this comic, choosing this comic? <laughs> well, it, broadly speaking, it's just because I'm flying more frequently now, okay. more than ever in my life. Mm-hmm. In the past two months, I've flown more than I had in my previous time as a person, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all beforehand. My previous uh, time as a person? Yep. And so... I've been figuring it out, and, and it's my first time in October flying home. Went smooth, and it was great. I had no issue. Like, I got to the airport early to go from San Diego to Minneapolis, and uh, it was very early, so there wasn't really a line for security. It was all fine. Uh, no issues. Mm-hmm. For this break, going back, I had two laptops and an iPad and my Nook. Mm. And they're very unclear about what needs to come out. I was always under the impression that only laptops need to come out. So I so I toss them in bins, and as I go through security, this is on the San Diego side, mm-hmm. uh, I, I walk through the scanner thingy, and lo and behold, my bag is gone. And I finally see some TSA guy with it, and he's like, hey, is this your bag? And I said, yep. He said, oh, is there something else in it? I was like, I mean, yeah, there's like an iPad. I said, okay, that needs to go through again separately. Oh, great. So I had to stand there like an idiot, like 4.30 in the morning, mm-hmm. holding these two laptops in my arms <laughs> as my iPad goes back through and I don't have anything to put them in because the backpack is also going through again. Oh, God. So that was good. 
and I figured it out. So then when I got to, when I was flying back yesterday, I learned my lesson, and they were a bit more clear. They said any electronic device larger than your cell phone needs to be taken out and put in a bin. I said, cool. I know exactly what I have this time. In fact, I'm down a laptop because I left one at home. This will be super easy. But naturally, this was at like, I don't know, 8 o'clock at night, 7.30, something like that. So it was far busier uh, in like going this way. So Mm -hmm. security was a bit backed up. You know, I'm feeling kind of like I need to get my stuff going. So I get everything put in its respective bins. And, you know, I get everything packed back up. And everything worked out fine. No worries. And I proceed happily on my way towards Concourse G. Uh, and I get there. And thinking, oh, do I have time? Maybe I have time for a little snack. Like, I can just kind of hang out, watch a football game. And as I'm walking towards my gate, I realize, huh, something feels a little off. Uh-oh. And I look to my right, and I realize, huh, you want to know what's not to my right? My carry-on. <laughs> My, my like, actual, like, roller case, suitcase, luggage thing. <laughs> and I was like, great, this is fun. So I speed walk back to security, ignore the signs that say do not enter. Nobody cared. And because I knew that there is a little, there is a desk nearby. Because mm-hmm. uh, I had noticed that when I had, was going through security. So I go up to that desk. And I see my suitcase off to the side. So, like, I know I'm fine, but I, you know, I figure it's not, it's kind of a faux pas to just go up and grab it and then, and then, like, explain myself. So instead, yeah. I, like, I am a little flustered regardless, but I act a bit more flustered on purpose to be, to make it seem like, oh, I haven't seen my bag. This is the precise description of it. Like, what do I do? And they're like, well, when do you come? through security i said like five minutes ago <laughs> they said oh is it that one that you just described and i said oh look at that it is <laughs> it just took it and went <laughs> so like it turned out fine and because i got to the airport early i had plenty of time like, it was fine yeah. i was a little sweaty because i didn't know how long it would actually take me to get to my gate but it was all fine but anyway flying was on my mind and earlier today, mm-hmm. I just signed up to do TSA pre-check, so I don't have to deal with this sort of stuff anymore. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. That's just... I just needed to vent that, because it was just... It went so well the first time, and then the second trip, just both ways something went wrong, and I felt like an yeah. idiot. Even though there are always way more stupid people at airports, what, what I did wasn't that bad. But, still. Mm-hmm. So... What's been your what's your experience with travel, Grant? Like, how do you like traveling and specifically flying? Like, what are your what are your pro tips? What do you what are your uh, issues? Mm, pro tips and issues. Before I answer that question, I just have to talk through my thought process while listening to your story quickly. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> I was completely convinced halfway through that story that you were going to say that you accidentally caused, like, a partial shutdown of the airport or something because you left <laughs> your bag unattended and someone, like, reported it and there were, no. like, electronic devices in it that they couldn't identify or something. Well, I purposely keep all electronics in just my backpack, so I had that. Oh, smart. The only thing in the bag was clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was, luckily that, yeah, that wasn't an issue. And literally all they, there was just a pile of bags off to the side and mine just happened to be uh. one of them by this desk. Yeah. So, the pile of bags that belong to noobs. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> or people whose minds are just elsewhere. Also that. Um. Yeah. So now getting back to your question, I would say I have like a healthy relationship with travel and flying. I I don't fly a ton, and I didn't like grow up flying a ton or anything. But like, mm-hmm. I have flown on planes. Um. <laughs> that sounds like a weird thing to say out loud. <laughs> <laughs> But I feel like it accurately describes, like, where I'm at. Like, I'm not some sort of magical traveler who travels a lot or at all, or anything. Yeah. But, like, I have... I'm not going to say it again. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I my, my biggest thing, my biggest thing, Oops. what I don't like about flying is I'm still very uncomfortable with what I'm allowed to bring with me. Oh, okay. Like, I like. Do you I know, like to. Do you want to know my tip for that? Huh. Suck it up. Well, I mean, my version <laughs> of sucking it up is that I bring no toiletries with me except for a toothbrush. Okay. Because no, I do don't want to deal with travel side stuff that have to that has to Why? fit in a court size zip. Like I know the rules. I just don't want to deal with it. Like it sounds like such a pain in the butt for me. So I like I know like oh I'm going home like I. I like I've left us I have a second ex- replica of my razor that I just leave at home all the time because that way I don't like I'm still not like I'm sure I, I would be fine going through with a disposable razor blade yeah. sort of a thing but I don't know that for sure I don't want to like get them to get mad at me for it like mm-hmm. you can't have a tiny Swiss army knife why would they allow me to have a razor so, well, do you use like a straight razor or like an electric? No, I razor? just use like a Harry's like five bladed. Same thing as like you'd get like a in a oh. Gillette pack. I feel like you can bring those through. Probably, Actually, but I don't no. know. I haven't tested it yet. Maybe if just I do, look you, it up. Well, it's scary. Either way, like it seems to be somewhat inconsistent what they make you do at times. Well, you know how they yell at you about your laptop and made you put it through again. They didn't yell That's at how me. Much They're scolding. actually very nice. <laughs> How, but I also well, see, don't they were very nice. Razor. That's about how much <laughs> scolding you'd get if you put a razor through and you're not allowed to. They'll just throw it in the trash. Yeah, but I it's like not my the way of a deal. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> I was gonna I say know. my my tip for toiletries and stuff like that is you just have like because I'm just gonna assume this is that you're gonna be traveling enough between home and California over the next year or two by plane then it mo- it's probably just worth it for you to go out to whatever store and buy like travel size this travel size that travel size this travel size that and just keep them in a like a ziploc bag just year round and that's just like your i'm going home go bag like i acknowledge this but you know, and, and on any given day, it's not something I want to do, you know? <laughs> do it the day before the uh, next time you travel by plane. Oh, but the day before is when I have to pack and then do nothing else. <laughs> That's the perfect day for it. <laughs> I think you missed the do nothing else part of that, Grant. <laughs> oh, god! No, I don't know. I don't know. This is just, I feel like... Flying is just still feels like I, I'm fine with it. Uh, I've mm-hmm. managed now enough. And once I get like TSA pre-check stuff going, I feel like I'll be golden. So much less to worry about mm-hmm. in that situation. My shoes get to stay on. 
Uh, but, <laughs> but like, it, it pales in comparison to how comfortable I feel driving somewhere. Yeah. Like, I feel like anywhere in the country, someone could say, hey, you need to get here, and, like, you just need to drive, and I'd be like, cool, no problem. I can make that happen. That's easy. I don't know. I Flying is just... There's just so much more that you have to worry about versus driving. It's like, it's my car. I can do whatever I want. And then when I, you know. Not true. You can't do whatever you want. You know want. what I mean. You know what I mean. I can bring my full-size thing of shaving cream instead of settling for some crappy Barbasol. Oh, I can have what I want. and I can have snacks galore without paying through the nose to have them. You can have snacks galore. Just make them travel size. <laughs> exactly. Travel size. Travel size is an entire bag of snacks. Like, <laughs> What kind of snacks are you bringing that are liquid? That's the only restricted snacks. <laughs> I mean, if it's a car ride, a whole heck of a lot. <laughs> but like on the flight, what snacks are you being restricted on? I don't know, man. As, I feel like, like you're just whining to whine right now. I am. I totally am. But that's what people do about flying. <laughs> Honestly, I really enjoy flying. I find it a fun adventure. And it, can it makes be. me feel it's, fancy. And The flying part does. The like airport part doesn't, though. See, you're just doing airports wrong. That's your problem. Mark. I probably okay? am, but airports are expensive. Like That's the biggest thing. No, you don't spend money in an airport. That's a noob move right there but i want i haven't yet but sometimes i'm hungry grant the only times you spend money in an airport is if you're like i don't know on international flights or something and have a long layover or something like that it's the only time because any other time i haven't yet (laughs) yeah i don't know but i've also been flying at odd times so it's tempting (laughs) yeah i would say my number one travel hack slash flying hack for young men in our shoes, and this is probably just a me thing, but I discovered it a couple of the last times I flew, is to always fly wearing a sport coat, which no. you, I expect you're not going to like this tip. No, I will not. I actually, I, I purposely Do you want to hear my reasoning or are you just going to argue against me? Well, I'm not going to listen to your reason, no. Like, Screw it's going to be some BS about being treated like an older person or something, and I don't no, really care. No, it's That's... not. <laughs> not entirely. <laughs> just so that you can feel fancy then? No. No? Are you sure? Not entirely. <laughs> well, let me make my quick point that I was going to make. Okay. Which is, this is specific to my San Diego to Minnesota, like, this time of year, is yep. the imbalance in what I have to be wearing. I want to be wearing shorts and a t-shirt, but I can't, because when I land, I have to be wearing something warm enough to survive. And I hate that. No, you don't. That's why there's bathrooms between your gate and where you get outside. I don't want to change in the bathroom. I hate, that's even worse. I'm not going to, like open up my suitcase and be like let me take out this change of clothes in this small stall that's annoying no i'm not gonna do that i want to because you have to understand i'm not a leisurely traveler i hit the ground and i go and that's what i want to do and needing to change clothes is a big disadvantage 
in getting Mark, on the ground and going. Do you know what's a great clothing item that helps you transition that's both acceptable in warm climates and functionally useful in cold climates? A quarter zip like I've been wearing? A sport coat. A, not really, though. Like, because they're not warm. Sure. <laughs> like, they're pretty open in the front, which is the biggest concern. Not if you have <laughs> buttons. Dude, that doesn't... <laughs> you wear them unbuttoned in the cold or in the warm weather and then buttoned in the cold. But I don't think you understand this temperature change from 80 degrees I to, know. like, 5 degrees. <laughs> okay, can I, can I make, like... Can I have, like, 30 seconds to make my point about wearing a sport coat on the plane, though? Sure, Grant. I you will brought this up, and I that. really want to make this point. Okay, the number one reason I like it is because when you're flying, there's a lot of things you have to be carrying with you, correct? Like a boarding pass, your phone, your wallet, all these other things. Sport coats got heck of pockets in them, and... So that's A, super useful to carry all those things. So that's the point that you didn't already argue against me for that I was going to make. And that's my number one reason for liking flying with a sport coat. Then the other ones were reasons that you already called BS on or whatever you were yeah, doing. because they're very subjective and they don't affect me. Because <laughs> they're – no, they do affect you. But I they, have like not me personally. Like it doesn't matter to me. Okay. You don't care how people treat you? Nope. I'm not vain. That's just silly. You're you're a silly silly. I know. But I don't know. know. I find especially like in security and at the gate, people treat me very differently if I'm wearing a sport coat versus if I'm wearing just like Jeans and a t-shirt or something. But if I'm wearing jeans, that, a t-shirt, and a sport coat over it, they treat me incredibly differently. That's because you act like a child, so you need the sport coat. I have an that old was soul. Not nice. I have an aura of maturity about me. <laughs> Is this podcast just devolving into you insulting me and me it's taking me it because I don't want to seem abrasive? <laughs> I will be abrasive, Marcus. <laughs> you don't have it in you, man. I can be abrasive. I don't know how. Do you know you're in the, the mail? Knight. Some sandpaper. Uh, no, I don't know. Like, because what you're saying is like these aren't things that affect me. The whole pocket thing. I use my backpack for everything. I'm happy to have my backpack be a receptacle for everything that I need to carry. That's it so inconvenient because you have to no, take it off it's to not access convenient. it. It's not convenient. For, inconvenient for me. It's perfectly serviceable. It's fine, Grant. <laughs> and I don't like when I like I wear things that are nice enough to not be a slob in the morning. But I don't feel the need to wear a sport coat. And we don't need to have a discussion like we did last week either <laughs> about our dressing habits. Coat. It works, Mark. What? You just got to get a casual sport coat. I feel like you're just thinking of this too formally than it's meant. No, like, I understand, but it's just, it doesn't work for me. Mark, you're a freaking adult. Do it. <laughs> so I can make my own decisions. <laughs> not, not no, that's so not like, how this works, Mark. succumb to peer pressure. Grant hath decreed it, you shall obey. Also, you have to realize that flying out of San Diego, you probably look weirder in a suit 
at 4.30 in the morning than you do if you're just wearing No, 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 not suit. Not suit. Okay, a Definitively sport coat. not suit. A sport coat. Especially in San Diego, a sport coat over like a t-shirt or like a casual button down You've never sort. been to San Diego, Grant. Don't try and pontificate about the dress culture. You don't know if San I've Diego been to San Diego? At 4.30 a.m. You don't know if I've been to San Diego before? I have. Okay. So, have you fl- back off. <sighs> Granted, I was like nine months old, but back yeah, off. Exactly. We're, neither of us are in a good enough mood for it to be doing this recording. <laughs> it's too late at night, Mark. We should not do oh, podcasts man. at this time my, anymore. My issue is that I had a 9 o'clock flight, which meant that I can't got in around 11 o'clock local time. AM or PM? PM. Okay. And then had to wait for the bus to bring me back to the economy parking lot. Really, mm. the only difference between the expensive parking lot and the economy parking lot i presume is that the economy parking lot has half of the bus service to it so you just have to wait around longer sad face uh so so i had to wait around luckily it wasn't that long this time the first time in october was probably at least 25 minutes until i (laughs) until it showed up Mm -hmm. uh yeah so i got back to there i actually ended up getting back here i think i might have ended up getting back here before midnight which was pretty shocking in either case, wow. I still have to wake up at 6. Yeah. So. And I'm still like, like I said, I kind of got a cold over the weekend. Like, after the turkey trot, I just kind of knew it would happen. Because I just hadn't been running as much as I should have. And then it was cold. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of knew I'd get sick a little bit. So I'm still slightly recovering and taking it out on you. So I apologize, Grant. That's alright. I'm okay being a punching bag from time to time. You've earned the right to try to beat down on me from time to time but i'm gonna punch back sure you will <laughs> or at least i'll try <laughs> this is the sort of conversation that jack and i would have all the time freshman year he'd say do you want to fight and i'd say do you he'd say no because <laughs> <laughs> he knows you don't mess around no i don't I've never okay. been in a fight, but if I, I, I just like any self-respecting guy, I have, I have feelings that if I were to get into a fight that were serious enough, I'd hold my own, even though realistically I totally couldn't. Yeah. You know, like no matter who you are, I think every guy has this sort of a thing where you're like, if it were really on the line, I could make it happen, but it really has to be against the right mm. person. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll agree with the last part. Yeah, <laughs> it's against like, the right not person. Not just arbitrarily, but in the right situation, there is a fight I could win somewhere out there in the world. <laughs> mm, yeah, probably. And for okay, me, it's I, fighting against you. Whoa, whoa. Oh, got him. Okay, I'm going to stop recording. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're not stopping recording now. Okay, okay. No, I have the power stop to recording. just stop, though. I'm, my my hand's I'm hovering. Make your point quick. No, I'm going to stop. I can't think of a funny <laughs> joke about, like, Thrilla in Manila or something like that. <laughs> about what our fight's going to be called. Okay, I'm stopping. Bye. Bye, Mark. <laughs>